How's it going, Jets fans? My name is Alex with my co-host here, Ryan Moran, coming off a massive win yesterday against the Miami Dolphins, a divisional game. I know a lot of people went into this game saying, you know, we can beat, the Jets can beat the Miami Dolphins. Um, Obviously, without Tua, Bridgewater gets knocked out in the first half pretty, pretty quickly. Um, And the Jets just really mounted a a magisterial offensive performance, right? This was the performance that many people were waiting to see. Zach Wilson, you know, didn't, didn't do a ton through the air, but the running game, Finally committed to it. They really looked the part. And it was really impressive to see how the Jets realized that their running game was really effective against Miami and said, you know what? Let's not try to mess what's not broken. You know, let's not try to fix what's not broken. Let's just run it down their throats. And they did a tremendous job. Five rushing touchdowns, five for six in the red zone. That's what you want to see, obviously, from an offense. And Zach Wilson managed to get it done. Played a pretty clean game for the most part. Defense stepped up, had a couple of big plays. Sauce got his first interception. We're going to break down, kind of react to some of the bigger metrics, bigger individual performances from this game. Obviously, a big one. Beating the Dolphins is a big, big step in the right direction. And as we always say every week, winning cures all. So this is a huge benefit um, getting another win here. Uh, after winning last week as well. So, you know, the Jets definitely have some momentum going, looking into the future, definitely a difficult schedule. But, you know, if you're if you're in flow, if you watch the Giants, both Giants and Jets won this weekend. If you watch the Giants, good coaching sometimes beats uh, good players. And you saw that Dable, obviously Wink Martindale on the, for the Giants, um, head coach and defense coordinator Mike Kafka did a really good job of just out-coaching the Green Bay Packers. And the Jets have the same caliber coaches. You know, um, obviously, Ulbrich is solid. Run game, run defense is a little bit spotty at times. We'll discuss that. Um, the floor obviously had a very, very good game committing to the run. And then Robert Sala and his defensive mindset also was a tight end back in the day. So he also had the offensive uh, mentality as well. So very well-rounded coaching staff. They're capable of putting together a fantastic team. And we're seeing that um, as we saw 40 points on the board yesterday. Ryan, how are you feeling after that win? And what is your you know kind of main takeaways uh, following the big one? It's a great feeling, Alex. It's definitely a happy victory Monday for all Jets Nation today. I mean, some real stepping stones taken yesterday. Robert Salas now has his first winning streak since being the Jets head coach. I think that was a big step for him to really start to prove that, um, you know, after the, the first couple of wins that he had as the Jets head coach, they really let down so much the next week. Just, you know, really starting to build after wins and show that, you know, he's not just going to ride the highs. That, that was such an issue for the Jets following wins last year. I even think you could say going into week three against the Bengals. I mean, for him to finally start to prove that he can string some wins together, I think is important for the growth of this team. You look at the Jets getting their first division win in years since 2019 after a 12 uh, consecutive losses in the AFC East. I think that was a big thing for this young team to really prove that they are taking steps in the right direction. And, you know, from there, I mean, this team is over 500 for the first time since week one of 2018. I mean, that's how long it's been. And, you know, they finally have a record of at this point in the season, three or two of three and two since 2017. So definitely some stepping stones that were achieved by the Jets yesterday. Look, it, it was by no means perfect. You know, like you said, the run defense, I think it, it disappointed and the Jets were good three out of the four games so far this year, stopping the run and going up against a really bad for the most part Dolphins, you know, ground game. I mean, McDaniel, give him credit. I mean, he had a good scheme and had answers for, you know, what the Jets were doing, but it, that, that was really what kept this game tight and competitive into the fourth quarter. And I think, you know, knowing how injury depleted the Dolphins were, Jet fans really wanted to see them, you know, run away with this game like they did the last 10 minutes, but doing it a little bit earlier and, you know, taking some stress off of this fan base, you know, at some point uh, before a fourth quarter. But I think you look at the turnover battle, the Jets won two to nothing. And I think that's been a strong suit for this defense at this point. The, the improved pass rush, the improved corner play, you're already seeing just, you know, how timely it's coming on third down. I mean, Jets 
won that going five of 11, the Dolphins four of 11 and had some timely pressures, you know, from the defense front, which was dominant yesterday. You talk about Q, JFM, Carl, Bryce Huff. I mean, 16 quarterback hits, obviously, you know, Carl had seven of them. JFM had five. I mean, these guys were active yesterday. I mean, the Jets won five of six in the red zone and, you know, they committed five penalties to the Dolphins 11 while winning the the time possession battle. So, Across the board, I mean, the team stats fare pretty well for the Jets, and I think that's reflective in the final score. I mean, putting up 40, you know, three touchdowns in the final 10 minutes. And I think with the offense, I would just say, you know, Zach, it it was another step in the right direction yesterday. I think the big thing that fans want to see was just consistent accuracy, which showed up throughout the game. There were maybe like one or two throws that stick out that, you know, he maybe could have placed a little bit better, but for the most part, it was good. And I think the big thing is just the turnover-worthy plays were really at a minimum. Like, Zach did a good job of throwing the ball away when nothing was there. And on the one touchdown he scored, I mean, he ran it in on third down when nothing was there and did a really good job of, you know, reading the field and just making a a good decision that you want to see from a 23-year-old signal caller. And the the last thing before I give back to you here is just Brees Hall is already something special. I mean, and this rookie class in general. Sauce, obviously, at his first interception yesterday – the safety on the first play of the game got the game got the team going, and you know with Brees, I think you just see running pass game. This guy is so natural. I mean, the speed, his size, his, his power. I think he's even jumping out. You're seeing his contact balance. You know, breaking tackles, and I, it was it was just the first month of the season. You could tell like he was just getting so close to finally getting that big chunk play, ripping off an explosive, and they came in bunches yesterday and. Michael Ford really put the game on his back and Brees responded the right way. And I think it's going to be another week, you know, you see him win the uh, Pepsi rookie of the week. So, you know, definitely a lot to be excited about and, you know, it feels great to be three and two. It absolutely does. And at the end of the day, as I said before, coaching sometimes can alleviate a lot of problems and vulnerabilities you have on a roster. Um, And what I love the most about what the Jets did was that they made adjustments to attack weaknesses on the Dolphins' defense, right? Like they said, as we said before, they really committed to the run, and you know they had a tremendous game on the ground, which really helped them curate 40 points. They had 135 rushing yards and five rushing touchdowns. I mean, that's just uh, uh, absolute ass-kicking by most metrics, by most accounts, ass-kicking um, of the Miami Dolphins, especially on the goal line. They just completely outmatched them and out were just overly physical. Um, on the offensive line, of course, Dwayne Brown getting back at left tackle was huge. Max Mitchell on IR, AVT moves over to right tackle and is absolutely dominant. Again, we say this every single week, AVT is going to be, and if not, one of the best linemen in football. You know how hard it is to shift positions every single week and dominate every single week no matter where you are? If you ask a left tackle to play right guard, they'd be like, no freaking way can I do that. You ask AVT to play right tackle, left tackle, left guard, right guard, he's dominated at all positions. He can play freaking center if you want to know. Put him at safety, I bet you he tracks down the ball better than some safeties in the league. The guy is unbelievable. He's extremely talented and versatile, flexible. Um, any synonym you want to think of that details how just incredibly talented this player is and what he can do um, for this offensive line. And, and that is just a huge bonus. We said this before the season began. I, I actually thought that he could be all pro this year. And just based on how well he's played at every single spot, I still stand by that statement. He is going to be an all pro player when he settles in. What, what's the point of even moving him from right tackle now after that? Right tackles are more important than left guard or right guards. Keep him at right tackle. Let him continue to dominate. Keep Dwayne Brown at left tackle. I like that combination. It obviously worked for the Jets this week. Um, they 135 yards on the ground, five freaking touchdowns. Keep that going. Don't mess with what's not broken again. Um, so definitely exciting there. And I have to say, like the coaching, the adjustments they made to make sure that they could score points and be effective 
obviously stood out. Some individual performances. Yes, want to discuss Brees Hall. Um, if you've been watching this channel for a couple weeks, couple months, you know that we love Brees Hall. We loved him before uh, the draft. We loved him after the draft. We said he was going to be an absolute stud for this team. It was going to take him a couple of weeks to get integrated. But we were here saying he is going to be a star. He gave me uh, visions of Jonathan Taylor last year, the way he runs, the style he runs, the acceleration, the burst, the decision-making, everything he does. He's extremely intelligent on the football field, his vision, his cuts. Uh, it, it mimics a lot of some of the, the best running backs you can find in the league. And he's strong as a freaking bowl, man. He carried that defender, what, like 15, 20 yards to the one-yard line? Guy could not get into the end zone, kept falling at the one, finally punched it in um, You know, late in the game. This is definitely a player who is rounding out to be a workhorse. He is a workhorse. He was at Iowa. He is an absolute stud. He's a player that's going to be an integral piece to this team moving forward and for a very long time. He's a freaking rookie, for goodness sake. He had two receptions for 50 yards yesterday. This is a very talented individual, Um, you know, Continue to get the ball in his hands. The Jets have so many freaking playmakers, man. Brees Hall, Michael Carter had two scores yesterday. Corey Davis, Garrett Wilson, Uzoma, um, even you know Elijah Moore. Conklin didn't get a reception, but he's been an impact player so far through five games. Um, Braxton Berrios. There's too much talent to feed. You know, like that's a good problem to have. And when you have a hot hand like Brees Hall, don't take it away from them. Continue to feed him the rock. Continue to give him the ball because he's going to make things happen. So, so far, very impressed with Brees Hall. Very excited to see how his growth continues to mount and compound as the weeks go by. Mike LaFour obviously sees it on film. He knows how talented he is. He knows that acceleration and burst when he gets to the outside. Those outside zone runs, as you mentioned a couple weeks ago, are absolutely killer for Brees Hall. He loves them. He gets upfield. He can pick his spot, and then he just accelerates, and he's so hard to bring down. He's a big guy with a lot of power, and he's very versatile and very agile for someone of his size. Um, so that just you know adds into the variables of what makes him such a great player, and then you add in the hands, and he has tremendous hands, too. I mean, he's a well-rounded running back. You know, this is a guy who can be your workhorse for the next five to six years if you want him to be, and I think the Jets see him as that. So, you know, what are your thoughts on Brees Hall up to this point? Obviously, they're, they're, they're starting to kind of get him more integrated and utilize him more frequently and heavily, and it's leading to results. I think the the great point talking about Brees is just you look across this roster and it's like, who do you even say is the best player? I mean, you could make a valid argument for Quinnen. You could make a valid argument for Sauce, ABT, who I, I want to touch up on here shortly. I mean, JFM and Carl have been awesome the last couple of games. And Brees is right up there with these guys already, just in five games. And I think this is what you expected. I mean, when you trade up and draft a running back like him and you know just the generational athlete he is, the production that he had in college and how complete of a skill set he offers. And you're already seeing just all that on display. And I think his feel for the game is something that really jumps out to me. Like, it's great, the speed and the size that he has, but I think you can really sense just, you know, he, he really, like you said, he, he knows where to go. And I think that the vision, the instincts, I mean, all those things go such a long way with those, you know, outside zone runs that he's getting. And as you said, I mean, the Jets even ran, ran the ball more efficiently on first and 10 yesterday, which, you know, carries into another point I want to say. I mean, Michael Ford committed to the ground game between Brees and MC, 28 carries yesterday, which is some, you know, definite progress. I mean, the first four games of the year, the Jets could not commit to the running game. And, you know, it had to do a little bit with the offensive line. I mean, they, they really were not very efficient on first and 10. And I still think, you know, there are some things I'd like to see LaFleur do, you know, in terms of spreading the wealth around the passing game a little bit more and trying some more horizontal work going east and west, getting, you know, the, the skill position players, the ball in space. But I think sticking to the ground game was important for LaFleur yesterday. And the last point I want to say here, I mean, ABT, just what more can you say? I mean, he's played 21 games now with the Jets and as a second year player has played four positions. I mean, every position aside from center and 
you're seeing this guy, you wouldn't even know he changed positions from right guard, well, left guard to right guard from the offseason, right guard to left tackle last week, left tackle to right tackle this week. I mean, it, and it's one thing to have that versatility, the positional flexibility, you know, like ABT does, but I think what goes such a long way is just his willingness and the, the team first mindset that you got to want from this young Jets team under Robert Sal and Joe Douglas. And I think ABT, you know, the, the fact that he's so comfortable and willing to make those changes for the Jets, obviously, you know, you have a great interior backup and in Nate Herbig, who's, you know, a guard really, um, you know, being able to utilize him and, and ABT saying, Hey, wherever you guys need me. And like you said, they can probably put him at center next week and you wouldn't even know, like he wouldn't make mistakes. And that's just the type of player he is. And I think, you know, lastly here, the, the Jets last two drafts have been so great. And I think Jet fans are finally seeing like what that looks like in real time and in, in just a fast manner. I mean, this team is so much more talented. I think it really jumps out on both sides of the ball and, you know, at the end of the day, Joe Douglas deserves a ton of credit. And, you know, this football team is three and two. And, you know, we're not talking about the draft in October. <laughs> That's a huge step for this fan base. And, you know, let's hope that they continue to keep it going here. Obviously, Green Bay is coming on a short week with a tough travel. I mean, that they obviously asked the NFL for. And I think it's on the Jets to really, you know, use that to their advantage and, you know, keep this winning going. Yeah, I mean, look, um, I can sympathize with the fact that I've been focused on the draft by week six, about every single season of the last three years, maybe more than that, honestly. So not being able to have to look at the draft of the giants or the jets is pretty freaking awesome right now. I'm really enjoying just winning football games and, and waking up on Monday, feeling excited for the week instead of feeling like, okay, I have to, you know, we have to work. We have to talk about uh, how bad this team is, but it's not the case. And this is my projection is coming to fruition. My friend, I, I feel like the Oracle right now. I said, this week, I don't. This year, I don't expect the Jets to make the postseason, but I expect them to take the steps forward to make it next year. That was my whole mantra: was Zach Wilson needs this year to develop. Obviously, last year was his rookie season. Needs this year to develop. They need to put the pieces together: the rookies, Sauce, Jermaine Johnson, Brees. Uh, they need to get the chemistry going. And next year is where year where I see them actually competing and being a very difficult team to beat. That's that's my projection. So far, we're seeing the growth that we wanted to see for a lot of these players. They could make the postseason this year if they keep playing uh, this well and, and, and continue to compound their success, and which would be even better, accelerated the projection. So uh, I still think that there's a lot left to do. There's a lot of uh, you know football left to play, and there's a lot more growth to happen for this Jets team before we can really look at them and say, we trust them to win on every week basis. We believe they can beat this team or that team. And look what the Giants did to the, Buffalo, uh, to the Green Bay Packers, right? The Packers obviously are a very uh good team they're ranked fourth i believe in, in the in the power rankings um so you know this is definitely a team that is not easy to beat but if you're the giants or if you're the jets rather you look at what the giants just did to them run it down their throat you know what i mean run the football the green bay packers have a, a bottom five run defense okay they're terrible against the run run the ball Brees hall is going to be a star next week if you're a fantasy if you're playing fantasy or you are a sports better bet all in on Brees Hall. He's going to have a great game. The Green Bay Packers will have no answer for him because they also have unbelievable receivers, you know, the Jets do. So, you know, they have Jair Alexander back, but other than that, their secondary is not that good. The Jets beat them all, the Giants beat them all day on crossers. Run Garrett Wilson on the crossers. Elijah Moore on the crossers. Deep dig routes. Um, these are all things the Jets can do to expose them. Just look at what the Giants just did. Send pressure at Aaron Rodgers. The Jets have the secondary to play man coverage on the back end, uh, have that deep safety roam, and just send overwhelm the numbers. Force Aaron Rodgers to beat you with the quick throws. That's what the Giants did. Their offense didn't score in the second half. 
all they did. And they had a decimated secondary of the Giants. They have no freaking cornerbacks. Um, the Jets have Sauce and DJ Reed, two of the best cornerbacks you could find out there. Just send the house. Send Quan. Send CJ Mosley. Send Michael Carter the second off from the nickel spot. Send your safeties. Um, this is a Jets team that has the capabilities to play man coverage very effectively and lock receivers down and overwhelm the offensive line with numbers. Honestly, Wink Martindale probably might be the best defensive coordinator you could ever have if you want it. If you guys wanted to steal him from the Giants next year, if you actually wanted to do that, he would be unbelievable with your team. You have an unbelievable group of players. Um, you guys, you guys don't really run the outside linebacker, you know, thing as much as we do. But end of the day, I still kind of get the sense that. Um, the Jets should mimic exactly what the Giants just did against Green Bay. They really, really put it to them. R the ground game was was effective. They can really take advantage of that. And the Jets have enough receivers to, to do a lot of stuff um, through the air as well. So definitely feel as though the Jets can win this game against the Packers. You know, they're a struggling team offensively. They're really finding it hard. The receivers are not good. Alan Lazard, Christian Watson. Um, obviously, Romeo Dubes is, is decent, but he's a rookie. He's young. Um, you know, Mercedes Lewis, like this is a team that doesn't really have that much talent aside from Aaron Jones and DJ, uh, AJ Dillon. They're going to try and run the ball against the jets because the Jets' uh, run defense has been a little inconsistent. So I wouldn't be surprised if that was their primary game plan, quick throws, run the football effectively. If the jets come to play, if CJ Mosley and Quan Alexander step up and stop the run effectively, the jets can win this game pretty, pretty handily in my opinion. Um, you know, what are your thoughts on that? I'm with you. And I think it's just another opportunity to take a step for this jets team and, and, the progress of this young team is just winning road games against established organizations like the Packers and a great quarterback like Aaron Rodgers. Obviously there's a lot of familiarity. He had another week. I mean, you had Mike McDaniel, Robert Sala and Michael Flora all this last week and how recently they were all in San Francisco together. And now you're seeing the little four brothers this week and obviously Sala and uh, Matt LaFour go way back. So there's obviously a lot off of the bat there just from, you know, knowing each other. And it's going to be interesting to really see how these two teams prepare. But I think you said it best. I mean, there, there is a blueprint to beat the Patriots. I mean, the, the Packers could barely beat the Patriots at home two weeks ago with Belly Zappi. And so to me, there's really no reason why, you know, the Jets can't go in there and not just keep this game competitive in the fourth quarter, but find a way to win. And I think yesterday, like I said, to prove that it can build on positive momentum as a team and, you know, as a young roster, not really, you know, following the highs, you know, with another win and starting games fast, which they did yesterday. I think that's just another way for this Jets team, you know, with these last two draft classes to really show that, you know, just, just continued progress is really on the way and imminent with this team. Absolutely, my friends, but I'd love to hear your perspectives, thoughts, your emotions after this big win yesterday against the Miami Dolphins and your projections for next week against the Packers. Um, thoughts on some of the individual performances, guys like Brees, Zach. I would love to hear your thoughts, as always, in the YouTube comments. And make sure to like, subscribe, enjoy the rest of your week. Enjoy this beautiful weather in New York if you live there. It's absolutely gorgeous today. Go on a walk. Enjoy Victory Monday. Um, God knows we all been waiting for it. And, you know, whether it's Giants, Jets, Yankees, obviously Mets, not so much. But, you know, we got baseball, uh, playoff baseball on the mend as well. Definitely a fun time to be a New York sports fan. And then the Nets and Knicks are also gearing up uh, to start their season in just a couple days. So, my friends, it's the golden age of New York sports again. We're feeling good. I feel invigorated. I'm really excited to see what the future holds. I know you guys are as well. So, appreciate everyone for tuning in. And we'll catch you guys on the next Fireside Jets episode. Mm -hmm.